Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today is a very special day because I have a very special guest with me, my own mother, Renee Busher, and she has a very amazing ministry called... Mom, would you like to tell your ministry name and stuff? It's called Restoration Remedies and Recipes. Well, thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to have you. And today's topic is very important, I believe. Especially, um, and there will be other series about this too. I plan on having my mom join me time and time again to talk about health messages and the importance of the health message and natural remedies and stuff. But today, before we get into all those amazing things for the future, those are future plans, Today we're going to talk about why God gave us the health message to begin with. I mean, I think everybody has those questions from time to time. So with that being said, I think we should just jump right into this and to talk about it, don't you think? Yes, I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Let's have a word of prayer. Would you like the honors? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask that you would come and lead and guide and direct us now with your Holy Spirit. Give us the wisdom and the words to say. Help us to teach the people, Lord, your people, about health and how important it is and why we have this message. And we pray, Lord, that this would glorify you in every way, shape, and form and reach many people and help them to understand the truth that you gave us. We thank you, Lord, for the health message. We love it. I love it. Mm. It's a wonderful message. And we know that if we obey it and follow it, we will have better health and prosper and be in health. As 3 John 2 says, that the Lord wants us to prosper and be in health. So thank you, Lord. Be with us. Lead and guide and direct us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I think the best place to start is what does the Bible have to say about the health message? And, I mean, you just mentioned one of the verses that was in the Bible that talks about the health message. But what are some other verses in the Bible? Well, there's 1 Corinthians 10.31, which is one of my favorites. And that says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. Yeah, and then there's 1 Corinthians 9.25, and it says, And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. You know, when I think of the health message, I always think about the verse that talks about our body being a temple and how we need to keep that temple pure and holy, just like they did back in the earlier days with the actual temple. They kept that very pristine and clean and only the priests could enter in there you know so we need to do the same right exactly because if we want the holy spirit to come and live in our hearts we need to have a clean temple i mean one of the things that is the fruit of the spirit is temperance and second peter 1 5 through 8 talks about it too it says and besides this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you, and abound, ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Well, speaking of temperance, Galatians 5, and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. 
Well, and in Romans 8 9, it says, If any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So part of the Spirit is all of those things that you just mentioned. Right. So it's important to have that. And so with this kind of base foundation we have going on, let me ask you a question. Who did the Lord give the health message to, and why did he give it to them? Well, I'll tell you right from the Spirit of Prophecy in Nine Testimonies, page 158, it says, Seventh-day Adventists are handling momentous truths. More than 40 years ago, well, it's been, you know, 160 plus now, that the Lord gave us special light on health reform. And our Heavenly Father has bestowed upon us the great blessing of health reform. And it is the duty of those who have received light on this important subject to manifest greater interest for those who are still suffering for want of knowledge. Those who are looking for the soon appearing of their Savior should be the last to manifest the lack of interest in this great work of reform. And that was Councils on Health, page 50. And then uh, back to 9 Testimonies 158, it says, It is our duty to understand and respect the principles of health reform. And on the subject of temperance, we, meaning Seventh-day Adventists, should be in advance of all other people. Well, that's pretty powerful quotes. And it's saying in the Councils on Health, it said that with the soon appearing of our Savior, it's going to be the last manifestation of the interest in this great work of reform. So it's going to be the last thing that people are going to be doing is the health message. And, you know, in today's society, a lot of people seem to be interested in health. Oh, they are. More and more people are really getting interested in health and even restaurants are serving, you know, vegetarian and vegan food and starting to cater to people's dietary needs more and more. And making it taste really well too. That's a key ingredient of a health message is making sure that the food is tasteful and flavorful. Yeah, I'll never forget a pastor I had years ago who uh, I invited over for Sabbath dinner and he was kind of hesitant but he agreed to come, him and his wife, and came over and they loved everything I made and then he had a confession and he said when you invited me over I didn't really want to come because I had tasted vegan food before and it wasn't very good and I was like oh no here we go I gotta go to this sister's house and eat this food and he's like but your food was absolutely delicious he said I'll come over anytime and eat your food and so I was laughing it was kind of <laughs> funny that he he said that to me but confessed to me but um you really do have to know how to season the food and cook it right because it can turn people off. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I can attest that your food tastes amazing, but, I mean, I'm biased because yeah. <laughs> I'm your daughter. But I'm not the only one who has said that. I mean, other people from the world even who aren't used to vegan food have tasted your food and have said it's amazing. Yeah, I have praise known. the Lord yes, for your talent. Praise the Lord that, that he has given me this talent and I praise him, all glory and honor to God. And I'm thankful that he's done that and that I can use this talent to show people that you can eat healthy and still have delicious food. Yeah, exactly. Well, even recently, I gave some vegan ice cream to a couple to try, along with some pie that I'd made, and they absolutely loved it. Oh, yeah. It was good stuff. You know, in CTVH 134.1, it says, It was in love that our Heavenly Father sent the light of health reform. So, it was out of love that he did this. It wasn't because he was trying to punish us with bad food. <laughs> All right. Then... You know, we're told in councils on diet and foods that 
It's the Lord's means for lessening suffering in our world. God doesn't want us to suffer. He wants us to be healthy and happy and feel good and not have to be taking pills and, and have aches and pains and be miserable. So it was out of love and it was to keep us healthy so we don't have to suffer or go through all this misery. Yeah, PH 142, 1.2 says, God's blessing will rest upon every effort made to awaken an interest in health reform, for it is needed everywhere. There must be a revival in regard to this matter, for God purposes to accomplish much through this agency. I mean, that's amazing. He's going to accomplish a lot through the health message, so it must be very important. It is very important, and many people don't realize how important it is. You know, they think that it doesn't really matter anymore as long as they don't eat the unclean meats, that, that that's basically it. And But there's way more to the health message than, than just not eating unclean meat. We have many health laws to obey. It's not just diet either, but anyway, it will keep us from getting disease and from dying prematurely. We're told that in Councils on Diet and Food on page 16, that if we obey the divinely appointed rules, will keep us from disease and premature death if we obey them. And so we have to do our part. We can't just expect to be healthy when we're abusing our body and not doing the things that we need to be doing. And in fact, that brings me to uh, another quote in a Medical Missionary. It says, if the sick and suffering will only do as well as they know in regard to living out the principles of health reform perseveringly. Then they will, in nine cases out of 10, now this is amazing, nine cases out of 10, that's 90%, they will recover from their ailments. That's a powerful quote, because that's 90%, that's a very high rate. Even doctors today in the medical field, they only have about a 40% success rate. So here God gives us a health plan that has a 90% success rate. Yeah, that's definitely better than 40%. <laughs> sure is. I mean, I think I read somewhere once that eating a healthy lifestyle is going to increase your lifespan by a good 10 years. Yeah, even more they're saying, more like 15. Yeah, so that's an extra 10 to 15 years of life that and not life that's lived, you know, in a nursing home, bent over sick. It's a life lived healthfully. Right. Well, you know, back in the Bible days, you know, it always says that the people would just die. They never were sick. You never heard about any of these diseases. It would just be they got old and died. They got old and died. And you never heard about a child dying before a parent. In fact, it was so unpopular that when it did happen, it was recorded in the Bible. <laughs> it was such a shock. Well, I'm, I'm sure it happened sometimes. It just, you know, wasn't, like you said, it wasn't very often. And it was probably because they didn't follow the health message back then because they weren't perfect in the Bible either. But, you know, it's interesting because it says in PH 142 that the health reform all should realize that this is an important part of the Lord's great work for the salvation of souls. Right. Health reform is for our salvation and the salvation of the world, we're told in Councils on Health, page 446. So it's not just for us 
to be healthy, but it's for the salvation of the world. So we need to tell others about it so they can learn about it as well. And we want we want salvation. We want to go to heaven and live with Jesus. It's called the right arm of the gospel for a reason. And I mean, in three testimonies, it says that I was again shown that the health reform is one branch of the great work, which is to fit a people for the coming of the Lord. It is as closely connected with the third angel's message as the hand is with the body. Right. So back to what I was saying, you know, well, the popular saying is that the health reform is the right arm of the gospel. Right. It's also for purifying the Lord's church. We're told in Councils on Diet and Foods on page 77. So it's for the salvation of the world. It's for our healthy bodies. It's for purifying his church. There's a lot of reasons that God gave us this wonderful message. It's supposed to be linked together, taught together, because even in Medical Missionary, it says God desires his people to bind medical missionary work up with the work of the third angel's message. This is the work that will restore the moral image of God and man. Amen. Yeah, we're told that eating, drinking, and dressing all have a direct bearing upon our spiritual advancement. So that makes sense. And that's in uh, Sons and Daughters of God on page 172. I mean, there's a lot of quotes about this. I mean, you could just read all day long about this and how important it is. I mean, and the better you observe the laws of health, the more clearly you can discern temptations and resist them. And the more clearly you can discern the value of eternal things. And that's from TE 188.3. I mean, that's temperance. That is powerful. I mean, it's because of our lifestyle and the choices that we make concerning the things that we put in our body that's going to help us to discern heavenly things and to keep us from the snares of the devil. Absolutely. And we're also told that the health work is an entering wedge making a way for other truths to reach the heart. And that's in six testimony. So when we teach people about health and they say, wow, look at them. They don't have diseases. They're not sick. They're, they're so healthy. They look so good. Then it opens up their heart that we can teach them about other things as well, like the state of the dead, the Sabbath, other topics. Right. Their heart will be wide open and we can teach them that. Exactly. I mean, and a quote that goes along with that is that as efforts are made to remove suffering and disease, the hearts of the patients will be softened. So that's from 1MR to 41.4. And you can also read Isaiah 58.10. That verse correlates with what we're talking about. And it's really amazing when you see it actually happen. You make an effort, you help the people, you give them the health message, they start getting better, they feel better. And then they're like, wow, what else do you know? Right, exactly. And Councils on Diet and Foods tells us that through this work, we're to reach souls in the highways and the byways and that in other words everywhere we want to reach all the souls we can everywhere we can because we have to get this work done and we have to uh, not delay we're told in councils on diet and food page 76 and it helps break down prejudice we're told also in in ch 532 it says the gospel of jesus christ includes the work of helping the sick pause we know this from his own ministry you see it time and time again of jesus healing the sick the blind right and back to the quote only by this work can the prejudice which exists in the world against our faith be broken down and you know a lot of people have a lot of prejudice about any faith really i mean so this health message 
helps our faith specifically break down those barriers. Right, and we're told that all of God's people are to know this work and to learn it and to practice it because when we do the medical missionary work and try to heal soul and body, we see hundreds and thousands that do come into the truth and then many souls are brought to the truth and that idea comes from 1888 page 1750.6. Well, I think about Daniel and his three friends when they asked for only 10 days to prove that the diet that they had chosen was better than what the king had chosen for them. And it only took those 10 days for the person who looked over those boys to realize that what Daniel and his three friends were eating were a much better diet than what the others were eating because their faces were glowing and they were healthy and the others were, I don't know, I guess they were more pale and yeah. sickly looking right? and weren't as strong and vigorous. And they probably, we don't know, we're not told, but maybe they got sick and took them a long time to recover. And But they could definitely see there was a big difference with Daniel and his friends. And that was only 10 days. I mean, think right. of what a whole lifestyle would do to you. Life, health, vitality, strength. Right. And we're also told that we should teach this to others. In uh, Evangelism, page 514, it says, I've been informed by my guide that not only should those who believe the truth practice health reform, but they should also teach it diligently to others, for it will be an agency through which the truth can be presented to the attention of unbelievers. Here we go again, talking about unbelievers. And then continuing on with the quote, it says, they will reason that if we have such sound ideas in regard to health and temperance, there must be something in our religious belief that is worth investigation. Amen. I love that quote because that tells us these people's hearts are going to be receptive and we can not only teach them about health, but we can teach them about the truth and they can learn of all the wonderful uh, things that God wants them to know about in the Bible. And I think people are willing to hear the message about the health reform. I mean, of course, not everybody is going to want to hear about it, but I think a lot of people do because, like we said before, there's just so many people out there who want to eat healthy. I mean, there's a whole city in Tel Aviv, Israel that are vegan. Not necessarily all of that is healthy, per se, but, I mean, the whole city is trying to do what's right, growing food and eating no meat and no dairy. And, I mean, that's incredible to hear about that. Right. Well, we're also told and for testimonies that we need to first meet the temporal necessities of the needy and relieve their physical wants and sufferings, and then we'll find an open avenue to the heart where we can plant the good seeds of virtue and religion. So here again, we're told if we can teach them health, we can reach their souls in other avenues. Also, in the end days, it's important for us to be healthy too. I mean, it says in PE 201.4, but when the plagues of God shall be all around you, you will then see the principles of health reform and strict temperance in all things. That temperance alone is the foundation of all the graces that come from God, the foundation of all victories to be gained. So once again, we're bringing it back to victories to be gained. So not only is it going to help us to see and understand spiritual discernment, but it's also going to help us overcome 
calm and victories will be gained. Right. And we're also told that God permitted the light of health reform to shine upon us in these last days, that by walking in the light, we escape many of the dangers to which we shall be exposed. That's a powerful quote right there. By obeying the health message, we can escape many dangers. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, deceptive people out there mixing truth with error. And as we all know, truth mixed with error is the most potent kind because... The most dangerous. <laughs> yeah, you can easily be led astray, especially if it sounds like it's on the right track. That's why we have to study and have our minds clear from the fog of any unhealthy food because if our minds are clogged and clouded by wrong habits and wrong lifestyles then we won't be able to discern and we won't be able to escape the many dangers that we'll be exposed to. So the conclusion is we have to do the health message on such a grand scale so that hundreds and thousands of people will come and learn the truth that we have to share with them and teach them what the Bible says about all these truths. Right. So to answer the question at the beginning of why God gave us the health message, it's to reach others, to improve our own health and the to salvation of the world and to not be deceived by error. And also so that we can withstand temptations that the devil brings to us because he's a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Right. And when we do our part, God will bless us too. So a lot of people ask the question, where did Sister White get this knowledge of the health message from? I mean, did she get it from doctors or books or did the Lord himself speak to her in a vision? Well, the answer is it was at the house of Brother A. Hillard at Ostego, Michigan on June 6, 1863, that the great subject of health reform was opened before her in a vision. And you can find that in Third Selected Messages, page 276, paragraph 2. And I encourage you guys to read that. It's powerful stuff. And she did not visit Danville until August of 1864, 14 months after she had the view. She didn't read any works upon health until she had written Spiritual Gifts, Volume 3 and 4, and appealed to mothers and had sketched out most of her six articles in the six numbers of How to Live. And that also is in uh, Third Selected Messages 276. And she didn't even know she said such a paper existed as The Laws of Life, published at Danville, New York. And she hadn't heard of the works written upon health by Dr. Uh, J.C. Jackson and other publications at Dansville at the time that she had the view named above. And she didn't know such works existed until September of 1863 when in Boston, Massachusetts, and her husband saw them advertised in a periodical called The Voice of the Prophets, published by Elder J.V. Hines. And she determined not to read them until she had written out her views and the books remained in their wrappers, she tells us. Again, three selected messages, page 276. So that's amazing. Yeah, so here's this other doctor or doctors that were writing basically the same thing that she was, but she made it a point not to read it so that she could say that she was not influenced whatsoever, that everything she wrote came from her vision that she got. From God. From yes. God, yes. Absolutely. So that answers the question that everything that she got was from God. 
it was not her own words, but it was from the Lord himself. And it's a good thing she put that in there for us because I'm sure even back in her day, I mean, obviously it was a big question how the articles were so similar. Well, it surprised herself because she even said in Third Selected Messages, page 277, that after... I had written my six articles for how to live. I searched the various works on hygiene. I was surprised to find them so nearly in harmony with what the Lord had revealed to me. And to show this harmony and to set before my brethren and sisters the subject as brought out by the able writers, I determined to publish How to Live, which was her first health book ever, in which she largely extracted from the works referred to. So the book How to Live was her very first health book ever. And she was even surprised herself to find these other books, these other uh, things that these other doctors wrote to be so nearly in harmony with what the Lord revealed to her. Well, it just proves that, or what the Lord showed her was the truth. I mean, we know it's the truth, but it, it just goes to show that he knows what he's talking about because everything lined up. Right. And when they asked her if she had read the paper and those works and all this stuff, because they're like, you're talking uh, nearly the opinions taught in these publications by these other doctors. And her reply was in Third Selected Messages, page 277, that she says, I had not, neither should I read them till I had fully written out my views, lest it should be said, that I received my light upon the subject of health reform from physicians and not from the Lord. So she proved it right then and there that she hadn't read anything, she hadn't opened anything, she had not read one single thing, but the Lord had told her. Well, I believe it's very important that she gave us this for a reason, you know, to tell us that it, this is directly from the Lord. No physicians were involved, and this is direct message from the Lord. So, I mean, that's enough for me to right. know that it's important. Dire directly from the Lord telling you that, hey, here's right. what you need to do to be healthy. Exactly. We have come to a time, we're told in Testimony Volume 7, that every member of the church should take hold of medical missionary work. And so we need to learn this work because we have to help others so we can reach them. And, uh, and it's the duty of every person to become intelligent in regard to disease and its causes. And that's from HL 19.5. But the quote that you read is from Seven Testimonies 62.1. Yeah, and one more quote. A Councils on Health says, As religious aggression subverts the liberties of our nation, those who would stand for freedom of conscience will be placed in unfavorable positions. We know that's coming. Mm -hmm. And then it says, for their own sake, they should, while they have the opportunity, become intelligent in regard to disease, its causes, prevention, and cure. And that's Councils on Health, page 506. So there we have it. You know, the Lord is telling us that we need to learn this work. We need to be able to help others. Following it isn't going to be easy. I mean, it's sacrifice. It's all about sacrifice. But isn't the love of Jesus worth it, though? Absolutely. It is worth it. And I love the health message. I fell in love with it years ago. And for the past oh, 28 years, I've been uh, learning it and uh, obeying it and trying to rise higher and higher as I keep learning things. You know, there's things I did 15 years ago, 10 years ago, 5 years ago that I wouldn't do now. But, you know... 
And God understands that. He doesn't expect us to learn it all at once. He doesn't expect us to do it all at once. But he does expect us to do it and keep trying and keep moving higher and higher. Yeah, it's not going to be easy if you're giving up the things that you loved because those foods can be very addictive. Oh, yes. Uh, so my counsel or advice is to pray very hard for anything you want to give up that's bad for you. You know, prayer is a powerful tool, which I talked about on a podcast before, that this is the only way that we're going to be able to give up anything in life that's not good for us. Right. And next week, we'll have to continue this, Kayla, because there is more things that we need to cover regarding this very important subject. So we'll have a part two next week and finish some things that we uh, didn't have time to talk about today. Yeah, sounds definitely good. Um, There's definitely going to be a part two to this and more to come. Not necessarily every single week we'll be doing this, but we'll definitely have a part two next week. And then we'll come back to continue talking about the health message and different things. It'll be, you know, interesting to see what's to come. <laughs> yes, praise the Lord. Thank you for coming and doing this with me. I had Welcome. a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it. Me too. And, you know, remember what it says in the Bible that you, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Yes, Philippians 4.13. So keep that in mind. And like it says in Matthew 5.16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And with that being said, let your light so shine that you are a star witness for the Lord.